everybody out there in comic book land. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by Comic Book Click, and as always, I am never alone. Sir, please introduce yourself. I'm your insecure male reviewer, Gregory Thomas, a.k.a. GT Rebirth. (laughs) GT Rebirth has crossed several galaxies to talk about the latest installment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here to talk about 2019's Captain Marvel, first film of the, uh, first comic book film of the year, uh, live action. Mm. Big deal, big, big shoes to fill. Oh yeah, and and a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of work to do with this one. Yeah, talking about, we're talking about a film that had to, had to really go on to the treadmill, lose about... 80 to 100 pounds of backstory to, to concise into two hours. We're talking about a film that had to climb out of a hole before <laughs> before the film even came out. Uh, and I guess we'll get into all of that stuff up there. But um, we like to do something special here as part of the Major Issues podcast. And that's give those who have not seen the film a little bit of a spoiler-free review. This way, they get to listen to something this week. You know, just a little bit of something. Uh, just a little, wow. just a little sip. Yeah, just a little sip of it, and then uh, so you guys can hear our genuine thoughts and opinions about the film, and then we will get into full spoiler territory and get into all the nooks and crannies. But I guess if we're going spoiler free, the simple question to ask is, what do you think? I actually enjoyed it a good bit. I think I think it told a good story. I think it told a a a different story. While um, while a lot of people will say that this is very much in line with what um is the 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 Marvel Phase One method. Okay. Yeah. Um, it it had a bit of a different pace to it than a lot of those did. Yeah. Um, it it tells what I think is is definitely a personal story, which I think is usually the right one. Um, where people get hung up on like whether or not there's action or whether or not you know there's a, there's an interesting villain or whatnot. Yeah. Really, what we're selling in this universe are these characters that we want you to come back to. Yes. So. Who we need to develop most importantly is the person whose name is on the marquee. I, no, understandably, completely. So, um, I I was happy with what they did with my Carol Danvers character. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were sitting to figure out what was going to be the end result of this. There was a lot uh, going into it as far as whether or not Brie, Lar- Brie Larson w- was right for the role and whether or not Marvel was um, doing right by the character with uh, introducing her. In the 90s and all this other kind of stuff. Me personally, I like the film. It's not one of my favorite Marvel films. Sure. But, but, um, but I mean, I, it's, it's up against some grand ones. At th- that yeah, point it is. Too. There's, there's, there's <laughs> so many, um, caveats or you asterisks yeah. with this film because it, it's like asking you, what's your favorite Bond film? Well, let's see, out of 34. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, a lot of people who went to see this saw this after, um, Black Panther, right, or Infinity War, right, or Into the Spider Verse, and it's like it's been up against some bangers. These are these are like yeah, these are Academy Award winning movies for the most part, and um, well, at least nominated. Well, nominated, yeah. <laughs> they, wait, I think Infinity War may be the only one that didn't win anything. Uh, I did. Infinity War, War even get up there? Uh, first visual effects. Oh, did it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know. I that. know Panther won, and so did I Spider-Verse. completely ignore the Oscars. I don't. Know. It's purple people, Blee. They, 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 they're discriminating <laughs> against purple people. Next year, I'm not going to the Oscars. I just want people. But to that, know that just right means now. they're gonna overcorrect the next year, and it's, it's gonna be nothing but purple people. Only purple people. <laughs> they're going to. They're going to like. 
like retroactively give what's his name an award for Jessica Jones. You talking about they're gonna be a, a gritty grimace reboot? They're gonna oh, re- oh <laughs> the, my or, god, a gritty grimace origin story. Or, or you know, but the- as far yeah, as far as origin stories go, I thought it, I thought it was good. Um, I think it does. Like I said, it doesn't. It doesn't get best served where it's at, no. where where it came out. I remember, but I had less expectations about this than other people. I there was a lot of people I think um, were more disappointed than they probably should have been. Maybe um, with this film, I've heard that uh, you know people have had problems with pacing or action and stuff like that. But my main issue, I think, is literally just when it comes out in the scope of things. Because I went to, I remember when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I left thinking, that was all right. Only because we were we were getting closer and closer to um, mm-hmm. Avengers. We were getting closer and closer to Infinity, Infinity War. War. And so every movie getting closer it has to have the necessary clue mm-hmm. as to what is going on in here. I remember when Black Panther ended, even though I loved it, first thing I did was go, Where's the Soul Stone? <laughs> you understand? And that's just a that's just a fault. I mean, there's no no fault of the film, but when you have this vast cinematic right. universe, you watch it almost twice. Where does it fit in the wor- in the whole scheme of this twenty two episode season? Where does this episode sit? And um, then you start making the comparisons. And Which, gets, by the way, I do muddy. I do enjoy. I deeply enjoyed the subversion of where everyone was just like, "Oh man, I can't wait to find out where the Soul Stone is. It must be in some interesting place. Oh, it might have been in Wakanda the entire time. You get to Infinity War yeah, and like <laughs> it was in space." Well, that's a lot of things. Like it has to be somewhere we've seen. It has to be someone we've seen. Nope. It has to be in some significant place. That would be so cool. It's on From a the planet you've never nope, heard of. We just, yeah, we just made this and thing. You up. probably don't even know how to say. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's. Space words are hard. When we get to spoilers, there'll be some names that are a little bit tricky uh, there. Um, oh, dude. Can you imagine what's going to happen once we get to, like, Eternals and we start getting real weird and cosmic? And uh, Yeah, it's going to get crazy. What are words? Oof. What uh, Without spoilers, what, um, who do you think are some of the standouts in this film? Um, while it's on shaky ground with a lot of people, I will say that uh, I did very much enjoy Brie Larson in this. Okay. Um... While there were some shaky moments that we will discuss, I will say that I enjoyed her uh, her brand of personality that she brought to the film. Okay. I related to it. Okay. Because, like, the way she's responding is just like, <laughs> she's a sarcastic douche like me. Right, right, right. And there's a lot of... Um, I would write myself this She way. knows her own limits. This doesn't... Although she is inhibited many times, and you can see that in the film, mm-hmm. you know, where they're constantly capturing her or chasing after her. She is a confident character uh, for the most part. When she finally yes. feels like she knows who she is, she does uh, kind of shine. I'll have more to say about Brie in my, um, in, when we get to spoilers, but I think that Ben Middleson, man. Mendelsohn, ben Middleton was, was fantastic. I, did, I don't know what I expected from Talos, and again, I'm not going to go into spoiler-free territory, I mean, uh, spoiler territory, but I did not expect him to put in the performance <laughs> that of that character to that. I didn't think it was going to go to that characterization, nor did I think that he was going to um, do it. And it was a very grounded, almost goofy characterization. It's just like, hey, just but, a dude, like y'all. But you could also feel yeah. the weight of like the prosthetics on him. Yeah. But he still was um, intelligible. Like I can still understand what right. he's saying. Um, so he was even like, even with the gunk on him, the weight of he's everything. Like I'm trying to move this face trying, as best yeah, as I can. He's still emoting, and he's still able to, um, you know. 
I've never thought about that. How heavy must that stuff be? Right. Yeah. Um. Mm. I I was thinking about it most for um Apocalypse. I can see that. You know. Um. When it when it came to uh X Men Apocalypse. Right. And stuff. So I I definitely like a lot being... of things people don't think about when they're just like I want my people to look like the the comic books. I'm like those are not humans, and there are limitations to that stuff. What do you think of Jude Law? Um. I thought. Uh, the best I can say for it is Jude Law was really Jude Law in this. <laughs> like, so, like he uh, had he's got it. He's got a performance that is very much like I am an easily castable villain because I'm kind of like, um, I'm, I'm just I could be I'm really good at being unlikable. And does that make I've him one note? Si- um, I don't know because I also really enjoy him as Sherlock Holmes, and that's not who he is there. Okay. But there's an intensity to everything that he does that does come off very well. Yeah. So they casted him at what he was good at. And, like, you know, if if you went to the hamburger place and you asked that dude for a hamburger, you got what you asked for. Definitely. <laughs> I actually think that that's the issue with uh, Larson. I think that really? she she asked for a steak and they gave her a hamburger. Mm. And she made it into a steak. <laughs> but it's not gonna ever taste like a steak, right? You know right, what I'm right. Saying? Because she wasn't uh, given enough. But um, what about um Maria Rambo, uh, Lashana Lynch? How do you how do you feel about the um cast of characters they put around Carol, um, like Maria and my man Nick Fury, Sam L. Jackson coming back? Sam L. Jackson looked like um, you know, there there was a lot around how good the work was. To make Samuel Jackson look young again. Yeah. Watching this movie, I was like, Samuel Jackson feels young again. Yeah. yeah. I've not seen that kind of energy from Sam in a while. And I wonder if he gets tired of just playing the like the stoic, you know, BAM all the all the time. Like, um, I, I just as you're saying, and this happens a lot of times when we when we uh, do this this podcast, little things just pop up in my head. Certainly. And it's like the idea that like Samuel Jackson. And Ben Middleton are probably the oldest people in this movie besides Annette Benning. Right. And all three of them have the time of their lives in this film. <laughs> so they must have been like, you know what, man? We're just at that point where, like, we're just going to go balls to the wall with right. this. And they all have a blast in all different ways and shapes. They all play different characters and stuff. Annette but, Benning for the briefest moment, gets a little dance number. Yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> what, what, what's going on here? But, um, yeah, I, I really like that. And Samuel L. Jackson was jovial. It, it, it was a little bit... It did uh, take me back a bit. It took mm-hmm. me a while to be like, okay, Nick Fury's telling jokes. Nick Fury's singing at one point. Yes. And I'm like, this man can kill you with a paperclip. And he right. just, he's just jamming to some Motown hits. This, um, this is a young man who's, who's just gotten his job and enjoys it and has not been like hardened and wrecked by the entire weight <laughs> of the whole thing. Which begs the question, and we can talk about this in, um, you know, with it being non-spoiler, but do you think that the re- they left that open. Do you think that there's a inter intermediate Nick Fury story slash movie to tell to get from? Because I don't think when this movie ends, he's the Nick Fury in uh, Avengers or I think Iron I think I think I'd say the most important movie to go with is that what? How did we get the Nick Fury that is in Winter Soldier? Yeah, right. Because that exactly. is the one who's like, I keep everything to myself. I give different people different missions. I have a you machine know. gun in my van. I I, <laughs> I, I, I I told Steve to go that we're going to do this, but I told Black Widow over here yeah. to do this while you're there, mm-hmm. and only she 
you know, everyone. And neither one knows I'm dead. <laughs> right. Nobody, but nobody knows all the secrets except Nick. Right, right. So yeah, something's got to happen in between. Excuse me, those. Fury. Yeah, no one calls him Nick. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I was wondering about that because I did feel. I I guess that was an assumption I thought that I was gonna get was that we by the end we would get that polished, more polished Nick Fury, but they're just giving themselves the rope to play with. Yeah, you know, if they ever want to drop in, and Lord knows they'll just do some sort of young Nick Fury prequel show on the Disney Plus or something. The like same, that. the same thing as the Loki gimmick they're probably putting up there, and, and whatever other uh, untitled stuff they have planned. Yeah, what you think of Star Force? Uh, there wasn't exactly <laughs> as much as they were in it. It wasn't exactly A Force or Alpha Flight, but I'll take it. Um, no, um. Jaman Hansu was just doing Jaman Hansu. He had a good funny moment in there, and then like yeah. uh, Minerva doesn't really get much of anything. I, for the sake of that, I kind of hope Minerva has some sort of character that. Gets I to I come thought the back. character looked amazing. Yes, looked interesting. Looked amazing. Yes. Minerva, she had kind of an attitude with her. I I I know she had um that character is a big Captain Marvel villain. Yes, and so um, but for the we spend pretty much ninety percent of the time just with Yonvog. Yeah, and they're I just standing really like around Yonwag. I would like to see uh, Gemma Chan return as Minerva uh, for sequels because same. Um, even the little bit of banter that they have in this film, there's a there's a attention. There's yeah, there's an interesting thread there, but right. then we have to turn our attention to the rest of the film. And I thought in that moment, like, oh, I could see two caddy, you know, like a, like a caddy villain <laughs> and a caddy hero. Just going at it the same way, like how you see um, Tony Stark and Stephen Strange going at it. Right. Like these these two uh, diametrically different um, personalities just bumping together. So I thought all oh, that was good. Um, I, I I need to have the facial hair bros high five though. <laughs> facial hair bros high five. Have you ever seen that? I've seen it in the comics. Right? Yeah. Where um, where do you think this sits in the pantheon of uh, Marvel movies? As in, like, if I were to put it in a ranking list. As if you were like on, we we're talking about essential viewing before um, Endgame. Um, do you think it goes into the must must review <laughs> before the mission, or I don't know because I like that uh, man. I think I'd have to see Endgame for that in the okay, sense that yeah. I don't know if the Russos are going to take anything from this movie and play it into her character there. Yeah, because the, we had We're talking heard, about like a thirty-year difference. Yeah, we had heard issues—not issues, but um, the idea that Black Panther's uh, role was uh, extended a bit for was it uh, for Infinity War once, um, like the Black Panther film was. Oh, okay, that's what you mean. Yeah, and um, they had it. Had they known, known they probably he probably wouldn't have disappeared at all. <laughs> right, right, but. Um, well, you do the one woman thing where it's like, oh no, she was in the eighties. <laughs> exactly, she was around. This wrapped up, um, to my knowledge, Captain Marvel uh, filming and everything. So, I mean, not, I'm Captain Marvel uh, Endgame. I'm told Endgame has finished filming. Yeah, Endgame has finished filming. So I, I do wonder if there's time uh, to course correct, or if they just, yeah. you, they, they just had faith in the. Character I think it's, because... I think it's a lot like, and it's funny because it almost ties into the space thing. It's a lot like the Guardians films in that it is so separated that you don't have to watch them. As far as the greater thread of the movies go. Yes. Because everything that happens to the Guardians happens way out there and then they just show up for Infinity War. I had a theory um, that I uh, had expressed off air 
to a co-worker and um, I was wondering about this. I feel like if they had found a way to place this film a bit earlier, hmm. um, what do you think about the idea of us waiting for Carol almost as long as if we waited for Thanos? That is actually the second time I've heard that. Um, I don't know. Someone, yeah, one of my good friend, um, Renata, had mentioned to me, um, also a wrestler known as Katrid, follow her. He uh, <laughs> had mentioned to me that, like, had you put her movie all the way back into phase one, right. and we pretty much left these two cosmic level beings build up toward each other, right? Like, while wow, everything 10 years later, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. So, like, there's a, there's a movie about Captain Marvel all the way in phase one in the 90s, and then Thanos gets introduced in the Avengers movie, and then we just wait for these two things to kind of find each other in the at the climax. Yeah, I said, maybe. But also, people forget about things. That's true. And you'd have to constantly be like, um, By the way, by the way. Matter of fact, are you watching Supergirl right now? I am. It would be the exact same thing they're doing with the Russian thing, where every uh. once in a while, they're just like, Oh, by the way, that's happening over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that when, so that when uh, Red Daughter shows up, right. it's not just out of nowhere. It's like, Oh, that was happening, was it? Like, no, 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 we told you the entire time. By the way, off to the side, the elites, bro. I'm so down. I'm oh, when I, down. oh, when they gave down. when I saw they gave him the blue hair, I was just like, oh, they did it, uh, completely down. But um, yeah, uh, my boy Manchester Black. That's it. Uh, yeah, this this, I mean, they could have, should have, would have. We we they did what they could with what they had, and um, I think that they did a good job. I think that um, this yeah. film over multiple viewings will probably grant you more enjoyment. But going in with the weight of this is the film before Endgame might sour your 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 taste to it. If, you, if, you're, if you're expecting the key to defeating Thanos in this film, which some people were, I mean, that's their problem and priority sure. in part because this was labeled a Captain Marvel movie in the right. '90s, you know. But people were looking for a, a thread and a through line. A lot of people were just yada yadaing through the Captain Marvel stuff, waiting for the. The literal postcard that we like, got. What, you know what, is the, like yeah. what is the connection to exactly. Endgame so that we can? Yeah, right, right. I mean, if like if if you're only looking at her as the supposed like do ex machina, then yeah, I don't know. Um, it's not often that a do ex machina gets a backstory. Sure, but <laughs> but, it, but it rem- this reminds me of uh, Ant Man and the Wasp as well. Like mm. Ant Man and the Wasp comes out what two months after Endgame? I mean, uh, uh, Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah, and so I'm watching the whole movie, going, all right. So when when is <laughs> you know that like. When, Ant-Man when is gonna... the Ant-Man and the Incredible Hulk are the only two MCU movies I have probably not gotten out of my bed to watch okay. ever since like I got on that train. Both of the Ant-Man films? I, I never went out to see them. I waited until they were on Netflix. Okay. Well, you've seen them all? Uh, I still haven't seen the Wasp movie yet. Okay. I I know it's on Netflix. I still haven't sat down watching it. I should before they take it off. Yeah, yeah. But throughout that whole movie, I'm sitting waiting for, you know, like a... Okay, What's the connection? How does this get back to literally... All my heroes are dead, and you want to spend two hours talking about this little man. Get me aren't to. They, aren't they okay happening at the same time? Um, there's a there's a portion. the The only part of it that deals with it is the post credit, and you are led to believe that there's some time between the the actions of the film and the post credit. If I have to guess, so maybe the climax week, of the maybe film? a week. Okay, so there was some time between the climax of the film and then the post credit scene. Yeah. Okay. It's maybe like a week or, or three or four days. And sure. because Only because if that was going on, I think in Cali there'd be news reports of what's going on in 
New York that, that and, and everything else. And then Scott would have been like, wait, what the hell? But um, I mean, that is a glo- th- th- an alien came down and is wrecking our crap. Yeah, that's kind of a global news problem. But my favorite part was when they had Brooke under attack, they go, Tony Stark missing. <laughs> they go, like, ship's right. here. But by the way, Tony Stark is also missing. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's the most important thing you want to express to people right now. <laughs> um, You have anything else you want to say non-spoilery before we get we do our super deep dive? Um, go to Hala and back. <laughs> like, I, I, I think this movie did. If you know the Captain Marvel backstory, which, ugh, uh, kudos to you. There's a lot of it. That's a heavy burden. Um, it, it does its best to do what it can with that backstory to, as you said, st- almost strictly use the Kelly Duke's Kelly Sue DeConnico run to run forward with. Okay. Like you know, it, 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 it'd be like taking the entire, um history of what was the the Star Wars book universe and just like, okay, we're taking those three books and we'll kind of make it all work eventually. Yeah. Which which is why Disney instead just wiped it all out. <laughs> it's it's tough, man. It's tough. But I think because... they do well with what they had. Yeah, definitely. But I, it's, it's a lose-lose situation. Right. Where us as fans and especially, you know, like, like I said it on the last week's podcast, like when I found out that she was coming out with her film and that she was going to be a, the key to all this or whatever. I read 50 issues of Cap of uh, Miss Marvel. And there's a lot as as, I and we suffered. As as we've expressed in the last episode, um and go ahead and check that out if you want. It's us talking all about the character of Carol Danvers Captain Marvel. Um the ca- like I said the character itself was kind of sort of a mess. So I wanted everything I read to be honored, but there's no way some chick no. in a in a bathing suit in a one piece bathing suit, you know what I'm saying? Warbird, which before rogue. that, which before that had a one piece with a belly window. You understand? Know like uh, um, rogue and and the Avengers 200 stuff. Right. There's no way you're gonna do all that. There's no way no. you can even try to do all that. So Especially when most of it is negative for her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So um, I like you said, I think they did the best they could with what they got, but it also makes me question. Is Captain Marvel the best they got? Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Captain Marvel did didn't have the best feet to to go on this voyage, but they built some shoes for her, and we got her where she needed to go. I'd argue the Guardians of the Galaxy didn't either. Yeah, no shoes, B. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I no mean, shoes. if you can build them some shoes, then yeah. they could walk. Yeah, that's true. Walk on stars. That's it. Uh, yeah, so let, let's spoil the heck out of this. We gave people a good chunk, good 20-minute chunk yes. of this. Uh, but let's go with some facts and figures off the top. Uh, this movie had a budget of $152 million and in the first week, domestically made $153 million. So it's, it's made its entire budget in a weekend. Roughly. Just in America. Just in America. Worldwide, $455 million dollars yes my gosh yes my gosh is this is this just the marvel marketing monstrosity that that that, <laughs> that we're dealing with here or or do you think that people were genuinely I think that curious I, 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 I'd argue it's the disney marketing monstrosity uh, yeah 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 no um i also had uh, a a buddy of mine who posted up like she went to the movie and like they just went to go see Captain Marvel and oh crap, Brie Larson is at our theater. 
So her little girl got to take a picture with Brie Larson just after seeing uh, the film. I saw those photos of her, and I'm like, how am I never there when these things happen? <laughs> I mean, what are the odds? But still, I was like, man. Right. Oh, God. So, like, they, they, they did a lot of work on this one, and uh, the last two or three weeks into it, like, I'm seeing Captain Marvel on every cab that drives by my job. Yeah, every ad on Facebook, every ad on YouTube, I'm Captain seeing, Marvel I'm stuff. Seeing, I'm seeing Captain Marvel ads into space with with selling cars that have yeah. nothing to do with the source <laughs> material. What was it? There was something like that. It was like it was like maybe for like a shaver or something like right. that. Right. I saw and that randomly, one. Randomly, it just randomly starts playing like, a, "Don't you want to do this like Captain Marvel?" I'm like, "Wait, what? What? Like, what does that mean? What are you selling to me?" There's here? Some, it reminds me of the the, the Man of Steel ads where it's just like, "How does Superman shave?" It's like he does it with his fingernails. I was just like, "Oh, that's what's that Hancock?" Uh, no. Uh, there. Um, it was. I think it was around Man of Steel. Okay. And it was just like, "How does Superman shave?" And I was just like, "He shoots the laser at the mirror." You ever seen Hancock it? shave? Uh, he just <laughs> he just uses his nails because I haven't enough. seen that movie in so long. <laughs> yeah, he just scratches he just scratches his. That sounds uh, disgusting. Hey, uh, you know. Um, uh, otherwise, uh, great opening. I'm not. I don't know if it's the Marvel machine because at the same time, like, who saw Aquaman coming? You ain't lying. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You Other than lying. the guys at Entourage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that movie blew things out of the water. And Marvel's been running on a pretty good, you know, pretty good goodwill from right. people. You know, they they people are telling others that these are not, you know, your grandmother's superhero movies unless your grandmother's from this time and she likes these superhero movies. Right. <laughs> uh, we this isn't the uh, first movie with a female superhero, but it's the first to be written primarily by women. Big deal. Mm. Supergirl in nineteen eighty four, Catwoman in two thousand. We don't talk about that one. <laughs> yeah, that we're gonna bring that. We gotta bring that out, bro. If we did, if we did, which is worth with Electra and Catwoman, that Supergirl gotta, you know, gotta go. <sighs> but yeah, um, Electra, Catwoman, Supergirl, even Wonder Woman were written majority by men. Um, as you know, Patty Jenkins goes on to direct yes. Wonder Woman and stuff. Uh, the closest was Catwoman, and we spoke about that in the Witch's Worst. My movie was the only one to give give kind of a credit to a, to right. a, a woman, um, but that also had three male writers on it. So this is a this is women uh, writing this. Um, do you think you noticed? Like, did you was there anything like that stood out? Um, I'm I'm I can't say because like I I don't know what would be a a woman's touch on a writing process. There's one scene. Okay, go for it. That um that I think if not it felt like a woman wrote it because it felt like it would be funnier to a woman than it would be to a man and I hope I'm not offending anybody while I'm saying this. But sure. it's the scene where um Nick Fury is with um his boss and they look under under the the blanket for the scrolls uh, ah. <laughs> I didn't feel like Nick Fury would have done that, but I felt like girls would be like, guys would look to be like, what are they working with down there? And something about that screamed out to me like, oh, that's like a yeah. yeah she's yeah. not. Uh, if that's do. if that's the case, I mean, she's not all right. She's not all wrong. Yeah, you, you know, that's what, that's all I'm saying. Um, I know a few people who would have. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, this is gonna be the first uh Walt Disney Studios motion picture uh. Film that will be that won't be distributed to Netflix. We're ending it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? This is this is the end. But it, that also means that this will be the first uh, Disney slash Marvel film to make it onto the Disney Plus streaming service. So she's going to be the harbinger of that whole uh, thing. Will they will they release a Captain Marvel digital? 
by the time Endgame actually comes out. Because that's a small window. By my math, it, this usually happens like in a 60-day period, so... No. You'd, you'd, <laughs> no. You'd have to you'd have to literally just like speed it up and put it out like a week before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think that works. Um no. yeah, that is that ties so but I remember going to go see Infinity War and Black Panther being in theaters and me thinking like is this how this goes? Like right. <laughs> and there was a lot of people I heard that would go to go see Infinity War, it'd be sold out and they would just go see Black Panther. Was that a thing? Oh, yeah. That's and funny. So keep it in theaters as long as you can. Um, yeah, so, uh, we're going to say goodbye, like literally goodbye. Like, we will, we're going to end up having to do an episode where we, um, eulogize Marvel Netflix, <laughs> but this is, this is the, we're signing the divorce papers. You understand? This is happening. Yes. Uh, no more of these big uh, movies. Cause I think Guardians is still up on Netflix. Uh, Infinity War is still up on Netflix mm-hmm. and, um, and, 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 and the Wasp. Wasp and Black Panther. Uh, so Black Panther's still there? Jeez. Yeah, yeah, they make, they make their money. <laughs> but let's get into this film. And let's start with that Stan Lee opening, bro. How do you feel about that, man? I, I um I'm gonna take credit for this. The people I was with, we we, we kinda started a slow clap for a bit. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it, 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 it lasted for a little bit and then we it went away, but we started it and I'm it, proud of that. In my theater there was an audible awe. <laughs> we all we all went. Aww. <laughs> like a, like a, all like it's sweet and all like why are you making me feel this, and then a clap. And then I kind of hope if only for a little while they keep it. This year, right? At, at least this year. This I mean, year. there's only two more movies. Yeah, yeah. This year they should keep it. Um, you only have to see his, especially for Spider Man. You only have to see his face once, and I'm already like, oh, it's gonna be the whole thing. It's gonna all be Stan, and then it says, "Thank you, Stan." And I'm just right. Like, um. So, um, I know for a fact, but not only enough for a fact, I truly believe that they will keep the <laughs> Stanley cameos uh going. Okay. In in other ways, there was this weird thing. He does a cameo in this film, and when they first do it, it's his voice. Then they kind of show him, and then they actually show him. Hmm. For a second, I thought that they were just gonna go with the voice and the like the outline of his body reading this this script or this newspaper that he's that he's reading right. in this film and i'm like can they just get away with just like stanley audio stuff I think and you the can shadow of him or somebody's cardigan sleeve that's <laughs> a little weird right, um, right, right i can i can deal with audio if done a specific way uh-huh but like um i just imagine it would always be strategically placed photos or video clips uh-huh you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, you can play a movie where Stanley cameos and, like, Peter Parker's just on his bed, in his bed watching it. Yeah, right, yeah. And, like, that would be your mo- that would be your scene. Or there's just, like, a photo of Stanley somewhere, like, in a principal's office or in a military base. They did that in um the, a lot of the Netflix shows. Like, he would be, at yes. one point, he was a cop. Like, he's up on the, like, yes. hall of cops or whatever, and at one point. Because, like, no, nobody on Netflix overtly says any references. They're just plastered in scenes in if you watch. You get them if you get them, you don't if you don't. Yeah. But this movie wanted to make sure that we got something, and it starts off by letting us know that one thing that our uh, protagonist doesn't have is a hold of her memories. Because we are shown some memories of the aftermath of an explosion where we see Brie Larson bleeding blue blood and seemingly being attacked by a scroll. Uh, we cut to the character uh, to show the character we would come to know as Veers. Veers? How do you like? I I, I do like Veers. I I like the reveal of where it came from. Right. 
I knew about the name. I but like I, I knew about it too, but I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. No, 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 no. For me, it was I knew about the name, but then it still took me by surprise because I spent the entire week calling it Verse. Ah, uh, yeah. Because that just made sense. I think it was like Verse. Yeah. Verse. Yeah, I was like, I was like Verse. I would figure Veers would be V E E. Right. R S. And then and then Jude Law's just like Veers. I was just like, wait, what? Really? Yeah. Okay. That's it's gonna take a while. <laughs> yeah, we see her on the planet. Um, waking up, Veers. Uh, we see that we, she's on the planet Hala, the capital of the Kree civilization. Were you surprised to know that we were going to start off on Hala? I didn't think we'd be on Hala. So, like, I, I, it was the uh, the Krypton moment from Man of Steel. It was just like, oh, we got a whole Hala. Yeah. This is nice. Hala, Hala, Hala. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, she wakes up her commander, Yon Rog, played by Jude Law, and admits to having trouble sleeping. Her memories are scattered. They spar, and after Veers lets her emotions get the better of her, they send her to go see the Supreme Intelligence, the AI leader of the Kree. What do you think about um, Jude Laws and Brie Larson's kind of like back and forth with the sparring and stuff? Want to want to fight? <laughs> <laughs> um, that 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 reminded me of if just how many times in the movie, like, uh, not in the movie, in the books, that like Captain Marvel was just like. I'm good at punching things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real I, good at punching things. I felt like, and this, this matter of fact, there's a ha- a whole host of times in the comics where she's like legit just punching a punching bag. Yeah, or have somebody help holding a punching bag while she's punching it. Yep. Um, I when they were doing this and they were doing the whole, you know, Viz, you should, you know, uh, take control of your emotions and all this other kind of stuff. Um, I immediately grabbed onto a metaphor that I don't know or or an, an you know like some kind of um analogy they were trying to make uh and I never let go and it's I feel like this movie is trying to make a point of that whole like hysterical woman thing right like women just think of their of their emotions and they just do reckless things that's what women do right so to get them to be soldiers we need to clear them of that emotion your emotion is not to be trusted because you're just going to be hysterical and that goes throughout the entire film there's various points right. where Jan Rog is telling Veer slash uh, Carol you're too emotional you gotta mm-hmm. stop being so emotional stuff. and I feel like that's kind of a microaggression men do to women a lot it is it is although at the same time because I did not immediately get that mm-hmm. because like if you t- if you watch any movie where there's some sort of combat person in authority they yeah. will say that sort of thing to dudes yeah so it, it was sort of a a, a two pronged attack with that one statement yeah trying to blanket all soldiers as emotionless yeah and try to blanket women as too emotional and right if they took a little bit so like back, it's a yeah. common thing for a soldier to say but at the same time also a metatextual comment about like don't don't be a hysterical crazy emotional yeah, woman. yeah look you're about to cheat you're about to cheat because you can't win this fight you're gonna cheat because you're too emotional and it's like uh, we find out the supreme intelligence takes the shape of the person you care about the most Never heard that before. No, I haven't either. Never heard that. I was looking for, as I called it to my roommate, the Coolio head in the in the jar. With oh, all I thought the... I I always thought that's just the big bean the, the 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 big green booger with a face. Yeah, yeah. I thought I always thought he had like Coolio esque hair coming out. I the side. I totally see that too. Coming his head, but um, no, it's it's good old Annette Benning is uh, the supreme intelligence. And um, they speak for a bit, and she, uh, Veers, explains that she's worried because she, her memory seems scattered. She can't seem to focus. And um, the Supreme Intelligence is like, eh, if you can't remember, it's probably better that way. It's probably some atrocity yes. you don't want to remember. By the way, um, you're up for your mission. We need you to go to Torfa. That's what we were Torfa. talking about last week. Yeah, we were talking about Torfa last week. Um, to go pick up a Kree spy, right? 
Mm-hmm. Is that what, uh... Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, we also hear that Yon rog gave her those gifts. Yes. Gave her the hands, and we are shown a kind of an inhibitor chip in the back of her neck when mm-hmm. she goes to see the Supreme Intelligence the first time. Very which, Scott Pilgrim. Very Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> and I don't know if that's the movie I was supposed to be thinking about right away, but that's exactly the movie I was thinking about right away, and it doesn't help that she's in that movie it, no, it <laughs> with Captain America. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because even in... In, the reason why it was a big deal to me, um, why I think it reminded me of Scott Pilgrim is because it doesn't it doesn't get attention on it until it's mentioned. Right. It's literally on Ramona seemingly the entire film. Yeah, it, it doesn't it it does not come up in, t- in film until Ramona in the end is just like, Oh, by the way, there's this thing back here. Right, right. And it's the same thing. Like she escapes and she's on Earth and she never once thinks like, What is this thing back here? Right. Like I would have thought it would have been cool if he was like, Make sure you never take that out because it's the only thing keeping you alive or whatever <laughs> you said. Like the only thing we could use. Your to cosmic powers would go too far. Exactly. You'll just explode something like that. Like how they did with Diana where they told her that she needed to keep on those bracelets. The bands were yeah, the bands are uh keeping the energy from going woo. Yeah. Um Yeah, but it's just gonna be a regular old spy mission at Torfa. Uh get in, get out. Um, but the Kree are ambushed by Skrulls and their commander, Talos. Talos restrains Veers and uses scroll tech to search through her memories. Probably one of the best parts of the film, to tell you the truth. It was a really interesting scene. It took me a bit to get a hang of it. Yeah. The, the, what I would just call director's commentary <laughs> of Talos and his, and his co-workers. No, no, a little bit farther back. Okay. A little bit. Uh, what is this? I don't even recognize anything here. Just go further, further back. No, look at. And he's like, okay, look at ahead. the. Uh, look, look at. Look yeah. at it. Look at the jacket. There you go. No, lower, no. lower. Come on, focus. <laughs> um, and then look at the coordinates. Come on. Oh, you ejected. Let's gotta do that again. Send it back into the plane. Oh, so. Cool. And it doesn't even just rewind. It's like the character appears on the other side. Yeah. Um, in those memories, we see Veers on Earth wearing pilot gear and walking with Maria Rambo. Uh, we see glimpses of her training, and we can hear the scrolls as they talk to each other and navigate through her headspace. They are scanning for something specific, and they find it. It's a conversation between Veers and an old Earth woman who kind of sort of looks exactly how she envisions the Supreme Intelligence. That woman is identified as Dr. Lawson of Project Pegasus. Pegasus. Two things. Project Pegasus stands for Potential Energy Group, Alternate Sources slash United States. <laughs> Jesus, um, these initialisms, acronyms just go all over the place. And Project Pegasus goes as far back as the Avengers film of in 2012. Um, oh, was it mentioned? Yeah, but the second <laughs> thing is, you must have knew something was up when it was identified that this woman was Doctor Lawson, because the Lawson that we know uh, in Captain Marvel's fair is Marvel. Yes. And uh, is a man. <laughs> yes. So at this point, I still have not made the connection. I'm just thinking that they need this woman because I thought it was Helen Cobbs. To tell you the truth, honestly, I I, I, I'd completely forgotten his. I'd completely forgotten his name anyway. By that point, he yeah. was just Marvel. I thought this woman was Helen Cobb. Or I other, did initially um, think that as well. Or that other woman that gets sick, that she, uh, oh, oh, that she cares for. So she, yeah, yeah. Um, I, and, I, I immediately thought Helen Cobb from the old time travel story. But I just thought, okay, they're just yada yadding through this. They just need to put the name in there so when all this is said and done, people can be like, oh, yeah, that wasn't the origin story. Right. Or yada, yada, yada. Um, but, yeah, uh, turns out that um, Dr. Lawson was also at the explosion that Veers remembers in the beginning. 
but th- th- she can't seem to remember why why she knows this person. The scrolls try to pinpoint grid locations in her memories, but Veers wakes up and escapes, fights off the scrolls, and commandeers an escape pod slash ship that crashes to Earth, more specifically LA, in 1995 through a blockbuster. How do you feel about Veers escaping the scroll uh, facility, scroll ship, scroll ship? Uh, that was a lot of fun, and that was the beginning of some of the, I, bl- I believe, the beginning of some of some interesting choices of music. Oh, yes. Which, which, which one was that one? Oh, uh, gosh, I don't remember. I don't remember a lot of the the music places. And most of them were fine for me, I think, because uh, they play a lot of 90s music, 90s hits in this film. Yeah. Most of them are done in transition, which I'm p- perfectly fine with. We will get to the most egregious one later. I think there's two. One is semi-egregious, but I think, a lot, I, including myself, a lot of people are just like, okay. And then the, I think that <laughs> the one towards the end yes. is, is, oh, God, is, yes. is downright just like, it might as well be red and inflatable as on the nose it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> as, as how on the nose it is. Um, other than that, um, I, I had some interesting questions about what L.A. in 1995 was like. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, now that you mentioned it, I think I think they touched on that a little bit in a, in a documentary called Straight Outta Compton. It's like, <laughs> talked a little bit about what was going I'm on. I'm not sure how they threw a, a white woman falling out of the sky <laughs> and acting like and acting like there's no issues. Like, whoop, shrug. <laughs> Um, I liked seeing her still handle herself while she was kind of still sort of restrained. Right. Like, she still had those uh big cloggy metal things on her hands. Ah, uh, yes. And I liked her being able to maneuver past there. I was like, well, I guess I'll just punch you with it. Yeah. Um, Bree slash, um, Carol, Carol. slash there we go. Veers. Veers. I think it's, it's uh, you know, very... A very good fighter, and, and all her action scenes are incredible. I just feel like she's never not the best person in the room fighting. Okay, so in the conversation I have with my friend about this, I said to this point, if we did that any later on, this is probably the best place to do it anyway. Okay. Um, Like, it, it came up with, like, why, why couldn't we have just done this later with somebody? And I said... If your first introduction to Captain Marvel is her punching Thanos in the face, these are going to look even more like Power Rangers Season 1 putties. It's just going to be useless. But other than that, like, if the whole thing is about how strong she is, sure. She's a Kree warrior anyway. These are a bunch of random scrolls on a ship. Mm. Sure, she beats them up. Yeah. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I mean, were the scrolls trying to beat her up? That's a good question to ask for later on. Uh, yeah, so she crash lands down uh, to Radio Shack. She's a true lie, Standy. Shoots that because I guess Arnold doesn't deserve to live. <laughs> um, He'll get back up. He always does. Picks up the right stuff, which, you know, is another spacefaring um, uh, film about uh, uh, astronauts. Didn't know it at the time. Yeah, so she uh, so that was a like, nice little hint there. She wakes up all confused, but she sees a security guard and she asks him where she can find communications equipment. And I turn to my girlfriend and I go Radio Shack, and then he goes and points and it's Radio Shack because there's only one place to build radio. I, I immediately <laughs> just went, please don't say radio. God damn it! It's only Radio Shack. I remember because I remember 
thinking. I remember as a kid being more bored with Radio Shack than most electronic places, <laughs> but it's mostly because they had parts. Right. They had a lot of parts to make things as opposed to actual whole things. Um, so I've always had that in the back of my mind. But um, the scrolls land. And they start to impersonate humans, hoping to find beers. I thought that was pretty cool. When, yes. uh, they that was that probably should have been the beginning hint when um, Talos transforms into that woman, and then one of his people transforms into the same like, woman. Hey, this is, I like, got this one. Like, Get another. I got this one. Oh, so funny. What do you think about the scroll transforming effect? I mean, that was something that we that we've kind of been waiting on since the announcement of the scrolls. I thought it looked incredibly painful. It did. It did. It did a bit. <laughs> But um, and we'll talk about it this when we get to Nick Fury. I love, 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 love that they kept up with the once you die, you turn back into a scroll. Yes. Thing, um, all the dead scroll imagery just reminds, just screams Secret Empire to me because it was always just like a regular per- like a re- person in regular clothes, but a scroll. <laughs> oh, you mean Secret Invasion? Uh, uh, yeah, Secret Invasion. invasion. I went, I just had Hydra Cap uh, memories for a second there, but <laughs> but uh. Sad. What do you think of, um, yeah, the, the scrolls as a team? Because now they're they're just gonna use their shape shifting abilities. There's no ships. There's no big no. war gun. They're just gonna go and hunt. Um, Carol. I thought we were gonna get like a real uh, invasion of the body snatchers kind of <laughs> of situation there. I thought it was interesting. They 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 get rid of the one thing that would have been tougher to explain away, which was the. Uh, the idea that they have to sort of capture the humans to yes. take their form, right? Uh, something to do with organic material being able to like harvest it or something. Uh, it's just like okay, we can just we can just kind of like I need to see it and then I can do it. Yeah, which I was like I was kind of happier with because it would have been a whole bigger thing to do. Yeah. Um, I think I think a lot of what the story. I mean, the story has a, a myriad of different reasons. But I think when it comes to the more high-profile people, it's just easier to not have that person show up. Right. <laughs> so they're in your closet. You've kept them in your closet. Right. Or whatever. Uh, and I did the math. I think I think when all said and done, there's no scrolls left on Earth. But I would like to think that somebody's coming back. <laughs> uh, what? Ah, man, that's the only thing I did not write down. What do they call this? 53C53 53 or something like that? I think No, I think you're right. C53, I think, was the name of the, of, of what they designated they Earth designated as. They designated planet for Earth, yeah. Yeah, Veers is able to use uh, her MacGyver skills to create some sort of te- uh, telecommunications device out of a payphone that's able to contact Yon Rog <laughs> on his ship. Which I mean, space tech, I'm with you. Right. Uh, she tells uh, Yon Rog that um, she believes that the scrolls are coming to Earth to look for Lawson because she saw them looking through her memories at Lawson, and that she's going to try to do her best to find her first. Um, her unit agrees to search for her. And Nick Fury and Phil Coulson show up to investigate the blockbuster fiasco. Uh, but when questioning Veers, a scroll takes a shot at them, hoping to take Veers down. How do you feel about the introduction of Phil Coulson and Nick Fury? I felt looking at them, you can tell that they spent a lot of money on Nick Fury's face and did not have enough for Coulson's at some <laughs> point. So I've heard that a lot of this de-aging tech is best used when you have a myriad of footage. Right. So I think it just may be a case where we have more footage of Sam Jackson in the nineties okay. than we do of Clark Gregg. That's fair. Um, but I do think it is obvious between the two. If if you would have told me 
that Colson was full CGI. Like he was just somebody yeah. else, and he was just full. CGI. I would have believed you. Um, there, there are points where Colson's face face is so smooth that it's video game like. Yeah, and don't get it twisted. They did. They did um, a very good job. With Sam what Jackson, you know, he's seventy, but he he's aged well. Yes, you know. Um, do you remember when you had to see Michael Douglas in Ant Man for that little bit where they oh, stretched tough. out his face? Now imagine if that was the whole movie. He's so shiny. I think that's like in the nineties as well, or maybe the eighties. So imagine it's they probably had a little before that because uh, uh, what's her name? Carter still looks pretty good. Oh yeah, but it's it's this idea that um, you know, good thing they found an actor that looks kind, still looks right. kind of good because with the ravages of age, you start pulling that skin back and it starts looking oh, yeah. more and more cartoony. Um, but when Phil Coulson uh, showed up, I clapped just because I'm just happy to see everybody again. <laughs> right. I'm so happy to see it. And, and if I'm not mistaken, is this his first movie appearance since Avengers? Yes. Holy hell. Yes. He has been Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the entire way. And I think even the Russos or someone or Feige has said ever since that, like, they are still convinced he was dead. As far as the Avengers, all the movie people know, Coulson's been dead since. <laughs> Poor cat, man. <laughs> so he still has those trading cards with the blood on them. Right. Oh, jeez. That's, yeah, mor- yeah. that's morbid. Yeah, it gets bad. Uh, when that doesn't work, the scroll Veers, Phil Coulson, and Nick Fury go on a high-speed chase with Veers going after the scroll and the agents in hot pursuits. Nick is accompanied by who he thought was Coulson, but it turns out to be a scroll. Veers tracks her scroll to a train where it impersonates an elderly woman and we get a cool Stan Lee cameo where uh, you can hear him repeating the lines, trust me, true believer, while holding a script titled Mall Rats. Um, I think this is probably Stan Lee's, I think the Mall Rats cameo is probably Stan Lee's um, first uh, like big cameo. I mean, right. I, he was. I think he's in Trial of the Incredible Hulk, stuff like that. Like, probably is. But like, a big cameo, and you know, I didn't know that. I just, I just watched it as is. Did not know that that's what the cameo was supposed to be implying. It is for more rats. Yeah, Which I think, then, I think he, what he's reading says more rats on it. Yeah. Then, if that's the case, well, that is the case. But that being the case, um, my heart like broke in the best way for Kevin Smith. Yeah. I was just like, man. Kevin Smith exists man. in the Marvel universe, and and the idea that they did this. You know, I don't think they did this thinking, you know, he was going to... They did all the cameos thinking he didn't have much time left. Yeah. But the idea that the first cameo post, honestly, that we see of him is, you know... I've, I've heard Kevin Smith speak on, like, eulogize Stan Lee. And right. He's heartbroken. Right. So the idea that, that this could all come back full circle, I thought was absolutely And it amazing. seemingly is the first cameo he's done in a long time where he is cameoed as Stan Lee, at least yeah. in live action. Right, right. Um, he, He's Stan Lee and... Um, uh, Teen Titans go to the movies. Yes, he is. Um, that's one of the best Stanley cameos out there, bro. It, they just I'm they just went over the top with it. It was amazing. Oh, so good. Um, other than that, oh, and 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 Kevin Smith technically is, exists in the TC animated universe. Yeah, this is true. This is true. He, he's he a, has he's a, a podcaster, made, isn't he? Uh, he has a podcast that he has Beast Boy yeah, on at the like, end of um, Teen Titans Judas Contract. Yeah, he's, he has his own podcast. Um. I was going to ask you. Also, two words: dropkick granny. Do you think the granny? Dropkick granny. Do you think they should have kept the granny reveal out of the trailers? 
Um, no, I'm fine with that because I. <laughs> He's like seeing. I kept going into it, just like ah, I want to see Dropkick Granny. I did like that they were good Samaritans trying to stop Brie Larson from attacking this old woman. Right. So as she's trying to stop this, what she at first to be a yes, but alien. after I see if after I saw Granny do a hop drop kick, I was just like, they were still okay, like, wait, there's something strange about that Granny. Yeah, because they were still like, hey, what's up hitting that old woman? And I was like, like, that woman hit back. She did a six one nine. Um. <laughs> so yeah, Veers fights the scroll who shapeshifts again and gets away. Leaving Veers with no scroll and no lead. I did like that shot, and it was in. Oh, sorry. It was in the trailer. Mm hmm. Um, Photon blast to the tunnel? Yes, I love that, but I also liked the shot of losing a scroll, like in a, in a crowd. Like, oh, that's yes. gotta be the most. Yes. Like, there's nowhere to start. There's literally right. no. There's nothing to do. It's, it's like gone 50 in the wind. people around. It could have been any of them. You know what I'm saying? like you being on a beach. With like ashes and wind just blows like there's no it's uh, it's gone it's out in the yeah. wind, um and so yeah the scroll's gone but she picks up like this this thing this like rock that the scroll drops and she puts it in her wrist decoder thing yes and it's able to her playbook uh, she puts <laughs> the scroll USB <laughs> into, into her computer and is able to get the files of what they recorded from her memory banks yes so she with that she's able to find out that they're looking for the Pegasus Project Pegasus. Um, and they're going to be that, that. That's mostly what they're uh, tracking down and yes. stuff. The Pegasus logo and stuff. She uses Alta Vista to find a bar, <laughs> uh, where she can find more clues. I, I was waiting for the um hosted by Angel Fire. Oh my God, Geo Cities. And so, yes. um, we get what I would like to call the smile for me moment. And for those who don't know oh, this, oh boy, for those who don't know this. This smile for me moment was in the movie prior to the backlash of Brie Larson, quote unquote, not smiling. Yes. Throughout the production of, or sorry, throughout the trailer of Captain Marvel. Yes. Um, how do you feel about the smile for me moment? Because in case you didn't know this, me and GT are red-blooded uh, American males. American males. American <laughs> males. <laughs> um, but I, I, we, we're, we're, we are fond of the opposite sex, and we have many friends of the opposite sex, and yes. I'm pretty sure... You've had one or many uh, women tell you that this happens quite often. Yes. I've actually, I've actually in my old gym, um, heard one of my gym mates, a uh, male fellow, complain about this woman that was uh, angry about something at his job. And he just said, just like, like, what are you just angry? What are you so angry about? Why don't you smile more? And I was just like, oh, boy. Yeah, you don't want to say Oh, that. you done messed up, son. And, you know, it's the idea that... Um, People, women are to be see, like seen. Yeah. Like who cares what they're go what, what they're going through? But not just seen, it's but easier. to be seen pleasantly. That's what I'm saying. Like who cares what you're going through? I shouldn't have to look at an angry woman. Right. So whatever you're going through, fix that. Smile, and maybe you'll be more happier. Yes. And it's 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 you know it's garbage behavior, it is, and it is the. The, the peakest form of condescension. But the idea that they, this would be in in the film prior to... <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, this was not a reactionary thing. Um, I thought was was really speaking to this group of, of males out there that mm-hmm. probably could be uh, a little bit better. Yes. You know, to their to their fellow humans. You you you, were put, you wrote your own ticket into that one. Yeah. We, we put it in the film knowing it was the female experience, and then you reacted to it in kind. And, and Good confirmed, work. And confirmed the, the female experience. <laughs> way, to, way to fall for the trap. Uh, 
Yeah, so Fury, having discovered Coulson is a scroll, shoots him and uh, is there for the autopsy where he tells his boss, where his boss tells him to keep it under wraps for fear of infiltration. It is heavily implied that that boss is now Talos, disguised as S.H.I.E.L.D. director Keller, uh, who then confuses, convinces Fury to meet and work with Veers. They meet at a pilot bar where Veers remembers fragments of things she's done there with Maria. Um, Nick shows up and asks Veers how he knows that she ain't a scroll, and they gain tr- each other's trust. What did you think about the reveal that scrolls only keep short-term memory? Um, pretty good MacGuffin for what we're gonna need for what we'll need in uh, how do you say, to be able to play the memory uh, play the mystery game of it all when we need it. Um, it's a good setup. Okay, it's a fair enough setup. I I I didn't even know um. Oh, you know what? No, I did remember because I remember uh, Mockingbird has deeper memories when she is scrolled up in Secret Invasion. Right. So that was definitely something they added for the movie. But it, it, it's it's that sort of thing where it's just like, does Dude. this, huh? No, I was going to say, the truth, it could probably all be undone, right? Like in 10 years, it could just probably. be like, we perfected the, the technology right. that's to also get true. long-term that's memories. That's also true. And then, we're, and then we're back to what we knew about the scrolls. That's also true too, yes. <laughs> so it's just like, it serves the film, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we, we've got a way to beat them. You know, we got a way at least to identify them. Yes. Um, long-term memories. Without having a Reed Richards to build a thing thing. <laughs> This is the beginning of where we get that uh, the dynamic between Sam Jackson and um, Brie, Brie Larson, Larson in that bar. What did you think about that exchange there? I enjoyed it. Like, it, it it's made very clear that uh, Carol Danvers is a bit of a sassy individual, and Nick Fury can keep up with her bit for bit. Yeah. So they're just having a fun exchange back back to back. For all you know, it it might have been slightly um how do you say uh uh on the fly. Yeah, for like for a better term. Oh, like um, improv. Yes. Yeah. So they're just having a a good time there, and yeah, because our Nick Fury, current Nick Fury, wouldn't have the patience to be having these conversations. No, not at all. He's the same guy who made Tony Stark get out of a donut. (laughs) 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 What are you doing up there? Uh, yeah. So using Nick Fury's security clearance, Veers discovers she was an Air Force pilot who uh, was presumed dead in 1989. After testing an experimental engine designed by Dr. Wendy Lawson, whom she recognizes as the older woman from her nightmares, and a friend of former pilot Marie Rambo. Ha- Maria Rambo. How did you feel about that re- revelation? I didn't think it was that big of a... I felt like everything we had saw to that point was saying that she was a pilot. Um, I didn't really give it a thought. So, when it was like, when she... It, like, it's not a huge revelation, but it was just like, oh, okay. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. That's how they got you. Actually, more like the conversation that she has on the phone with Yon Rog, where she's like, "No, you don't get it." Like, I had a life here. Yeah, yeah. Like you're 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 acting like I've been brainwashed, but there's like facts I'm finding out here right. that are not lining up with what you're telling me, and you need to. There was almost like this emotional desperation coming out of her of like, you're not you're not listening to me. Yeah. You're hearing me, and you're just saying what you want to say after that. You're not listening to what I'm telling but you. But you can also see it on Yon Rog's face, and he's just like, "Oh crap." Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm losing it. Right, right. You cheated, and your girlfriend's like, uh, "What's this? Um, you know, number in your phone." Listen, we're not here to talk about that. Well, we, what are you want on the pizza? I'm ordering the pizza. We're getting it now. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that going on. He was he was definitely trying to to dodge some bullets there, um, but 
The two escaped Talos in a quad jet, I guess a precursor <laughs> to a Quinjet. Yes. With Lawson's cat Goose stowing away, and they fly to New Orleans, Louisiana, to meet Rambo, hoping for answers. Turns out, Brie Larson, the mighty Captain Marvel, is actually allergic to cats. <laughs> so all her scenes with Goose were filmed with a puppet or CGI uh, generated. Uh, didn't yeah. know that. That was interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, that was funny. Thought? Veers and Fury arrive at Maria's house, who is there with her young daughter, Monica. When I once I saw Monica, I was like, oh, Monica Rambeau, let's get this. We didn't get my cat. We didn't I, get my I, see, I was going to say, I, I, I spent a good bit of this movie just wondering where we were going to see a brown girl, and I was yeah, like, that wasn't the one I expected. We didn't get our Miss Marvel, but I, I would say adorable child actress, Monica. I think she was yes. really um, spunky, uh, delivered all her lines well, a real spitfire. I will say then... it. What would be totally fine with me is like you get Monica here, maybe you get a maybe you get a Kamala in Endgame. I'm happy yeah. with both. Yeah, no, you ain't lying. Um, the two get emotional when seeing Veers, but Veers says she doesn't remember them and explains why she's there. I like that scene because um, I, I think um, uh, Maria's like that don't make no damn sense or whatever like that, <laughs> and, then, and then the daughter's like, yeah. There can't be aliens. And then Sam Jackson's like, yeah, there can't be. Because if they was, we'd be keeping that to ourselves, wouldn't we? <laughs> yes. And it's like, it's true. She just showed up. And he was like, oh, by the way, there's aliens here. And then the aliens show up. And Maria's kind of just nonplussed by the whole thing. She's like, oh, yeah. They told me you guys were arriving. <laughs> the aliens. You the aliens? Yeah. They told me aliens were coming. I was just like, I haven't seen my friend in six years. Sure. Aliens exist. Yeah, yeah, I'll believe anything at this aliens. point. Um, Maria and Veers share a sweet moment, but a pursuing Talos arrives at the Rambo house just as Veers discovers her real name is Carol Danvers. This is when the shoe drops. Hmm. This is when we find out that the scrolls are refugees searching for a new home, and Lawson was a Cree renegade helping them out. Um, we also see uh, our boy Talos cower in fear mm-hmm. from Larson's cat, uh, Goose. Goose. Oh, Lawson's cat, sorry. Goose, who he insists is a flirk, and we'll get back to that in a bit. But yeah, how do you feel about this 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 drop? He comes in drinking the soda straight out of Pulp Fiction when they come in. You know, that's a can I have some of your tasty beverage to watch this down? <laughs> he literally comes in like that, and uh, I knew he was. I knew I'm something told was it's afoot. filmed almost exactly the same. I knew something was afoot when he says, "Before you get all jazz hands on me," and I was like. <laughs> Did he just use jazz? Did a scroll just say jazz hands? Yes. Talos is fantastic in this oh scene. Oh my god, ridiculous. I was just like, yep, I like Talos. This is a thing now. Oh, so funny, man. And then, um, yeah, man, he has a black box. Yes. Stuff. And I like that they're, at one point they're like, how did you get that? And he's like, you guys still don't get it. Like, I can turn into anybody. So that's my whole thing. Is I I get places people don't want me to get because Do I'm not supposed to get Do you understand how there. infiltration works? Yes. Oh my god. And there's various points where he's just a well dressed alien man. Yeah. You know what I'm he's just a well dressed, well spoken, just a dude like alien you man. guys, bro. Yeah. Oh my god. I was. Uh, I loved it so much. <laughs> um, he's really endearing in this scene when he's trying to be like, okay, look, wait, this is all messed up. Just the, the the when they go outside it's even it's even more like he humbles himself to a point that I'm just like wow and I'll get there in a second but uh, we turn on the black box stuff that was kind of funny too because it's loading yes uh, it takes but I don't know if CDs had to load but they did they did yes oh my god it was annoying uh, there's, uh, there's a whole generation the... of people who will never have to worry about any of that stuff oh yeah I, I I walked out and I was I was real happy to have my phone with its instant you know instantaneous <laughs> activity. 
Yeah, the joke they did with that with Guardians was the zoom, like the idea that oh, you're yeah. using a Walkman. <laughs> this thing has hundreds, of thousands of, of uh, things. We, we've it. discovered advanced music playing technology. Exactly, it's called a zoom. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So, yeah, Talos is there, and they listening to the black box information, and all of a sudden, Danvers gets all her memories kind of sort of back, and she starts to remember that her and Lawson were testing out a lightspeed engine when they were engaged by Kree ships that shot them down out of the sky. After surviving a crash landing, Lawson tells Carol her real name is Marvell, dun, 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 and, that they, oh. and that they need to destroy the engine's energy core before it gets into the wrong hands. Lawson attempts to shoot the engine but is killed, and when it's revealed who her killer is, it turns out it is Jan Rog. Yes. We've seen this exact Scene. scene. This will be the third time. Both times we saw it before, the person approaching with the gun was a scroll. Mm-hmm. So it is inferred that the Kree have messed with her memories to not only um, make Yon Rog seem like he was a scroll and that her enemies are scrolls, but even to the point of making her uh, blood blue. Yes. They went out of their way to make her blood blue because her blood is actually red when it first happens. And uh, in her memory, she remembers bleeding blue because she thinks that she's a, a Kree. Mm-hmm. She's a Kree soldier. Um, so I thought that despite that look was... nothing looking nothing like them. No, no, no. But <laughs> I, you know what I think? I actually think that you would have had a case, and they knew you would have had a case. But that's why they made Yon Rog look human. That's fair. You understand? Um, because when they're on that train, everyone's blue. Right. It's like her, him, and like one other person in the back. But majority of those people are blue. Right. So it's like they had to. It's put like no, 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 no. You're from my my race. Yeah, they had to put you know they had to put a couple people um around so that she had people to I guess be comparable to. Yeah. Right. But um, yeah, she runs out once she remember she remembers um shooting the uh remembering what Lawson said or Marvel shooting the energy core which then um explodes and she observes all the energy from the insinuating explosion at the cost of losing her memories. Uh, when her memory intact, Carol feels betrays her and storms out of the house before Maria can give her a pep talk. Talos explains that he needs to know the coordinates uh, Lawson was flying towards so that they can find her lab and use the lightspeed engine to seek refuge for his people who have been hunted by the Kree for years. So this is the moment, to me, that humanizes Talos the most. It's when he asks for the coordinates and Bree kind of laughs and says, you'll destroy us. And he literally just, like, sucks his teeth. He goes, we just want to go home. <laughs> and I go, he's over it. My man Talos is over it. Yes. He, this is, he's shot too many people. He's argued with too many people. He's landed on too many planets. And, and you know, he's trying to convince too many people that he's in the right. He's literally this close. And she still thinks that he's going to backstab her. And in that a- exasperation, he's still like, what else? Like, we just want to go home. That's all. <laughs> he literally just says it like that. Like, we just want to go home. And I'm like, damn, they, they, they might really be on this or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's when another funny moment comes because uh, Carol agrees to help and remarks that the coordinates are actually space vectors and the lab is actually in space. And that's when he turns to his science guy. He's like... Well, my science guy. <laughs> like, this was that figured this out. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "How are we gonna get to space?" And um, the science guy goes, uh, "I'll just do some, you know, retrofit the yeah, some modifications quadjet. onto the quad jet." And Nick Fury laughs to himself and goes, "Yeah, your science guy is gonna fix up the quad jet." And then <laughs> all all of that just had me rolling. Like I was so down for now, 
everyone to be funny. You know, yeah. like once 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 those scrolls started being funny, I was down for it all, man. So so I've got to, I've got to sort of eat my crow moment, have my e crow moment because I came on here last week and I said we're probably not gonna get a Marvel, and we did. Yeah, well, you know, we sat here for a while wondering. We were saying that the issue was going to be tying another man, another woman to a man. That too. And his legacy and his shadow. Yes. And their way of fixing that is gender bending Marvel. Yes. So it's actually a woman's mantle that's passed down. And yeah, which is, which was weird because I thought that the, her half Cree, half human origin that they just wrote was what they was, was created for this. I thought that was their clean slate. Right. I thought that they were going to go, you know what? None of that old stuff makes sense. She was half cream, half scroll from the beginning, and then something blew up. Yada, yada, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, half Kree, half scroll? Yeah, half Kree, half human, sorry. Okay. Because she is half human, right? Um, I don't know. Well, they, they wrote her that in the books now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, in the book. Okay, yes. I thought the, that that I thought that yes, that was the, made the, for the, this. The origin, the the half sort of origin they rewrote for Life of Captain Marvel, where they made her mom a Cree. Uh, right. I thought that they did that to retro, okay. like to see if it would work in the comics, right? And then do it here. So when they, we there was no talking of Marvel, I was like, that's fine. I guess oh, okay. they're just gonna go half and half. Right. But then when she said it, I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I also said I also said like it it. It um benefited the film and the story in the sense that, yeah, in the nineties when he, where they were still acting the way they were acting, of course it would be a woman of rank that would help those women get to be able to fly the planes when they could at yeah. like five in the morning. Yeah, and you also hear from Maria that's like we weren't even doing we weren't we couldn't even actually go on missions testing these right. planes was as close as we were ever gonna get. It's like damn because you know? we had someone up top helping us out. Yeah, and if it, and if that was a man too, it would have been even worse. And ultimately, like your white male savers, like come on, girls. Right. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> in in the same well as in the same way way as Marvel was supposed to, you were put in this position where Carol learns her biggest lesson through the death of Marvel, which is you you risk your life to do the right thing. Yes. You know, regardless of what you think, what's being told to you is right. Mm-hmm. You do what's right, regardless. And Marvel lost her life trying to um, find safe and, and broke the scrolls. and broke the programming. Yeah, yeah. And of broke, like um, you know, being a Cree that was supposed to be against this whole thing, and she was like, "This whole thing's stupid." Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's treason in a lot, in a lot of yes, other, yes, it is in a lot of other places. Um, yeah. Talos, uh, whoa. Oh, I got it. Mm. <laughs> they future fit the quad jet for space travel, and Monica convinces her mom to help. I thought that was a cute moment, too. Yes, it was. Uh, she's like, what kind of uh, example would you be putting up for me? I thought that was really, really cool. Go fight space aliens, mommy. When It's funny because when she was first saying, like, nah, mm-hmm. I actually agreed with her. I was like, right. what do you have? Even Nick Fury, like, none of y'all. She's the only one that's going here, her and Talos. Everybody else staying. I actually thought that was how it was going to be, but it wasn't the case. They sent. It's like, I've got a kid, I haven't flown in years, and you want me to go fight aliens. Exactly. Yep. And you just showed up to my house, like, <laughs> a, a seconds ago. I haven't seen you in six years. With this shape-shifting alien. Oh, it's too, way too much. Um, yeah, so, yeah, they convinced her to get on board, but before leaving, Danvers figures she should drop the Cree scholar, the Cree colors. Yes. As she's no longer Words working for them. Uh, inspired by Monica's shirt, she lets the young girl redesign her suit before taking off to space with Maria Fury and Talos. How'd you feel about the cool, like, graphic design? 
Carter's watch. They had a, uh, they had a bit of fun with that. Um, I know that the white look was like an older Kree uniform. Okay. As for the comics, like when it was like sort of a white bright outfit. Yes, that was the first one. It was white with the green. Yes. Because um, in these in this one it's mostly green with white or so. Right. Right. Um, I feel like there was that moment where it's like black and neon yellow, which was its own little joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's just like, yellow. not a chance. They do the black and yellow, they do the red and gold, kind of like Shazam, like the other Captain Marvel. Yes. And that's probably a nod there too. So, um, And then the black and gold, which is, you know, similar to her old uh, school thing. But I did like that idea. And I do like that later on, Yon Rock's like, what did you do to your, your outfit? Yeah, he's so disgusted. Um, what are all these colors? But we're going to go find this lab. We find the lab in space, um, orbiting Earth, where several scrolls, including Talos' own family, are hiding and protecting the source of the energy core, the Tesseract. Did you expect the Tesseract, and did you expect this lab to be housing a myriad of scroll refugees? Uh, I did not for either, and uh, here, here we go with Marvel. Like Marvel's funny in the sense that, like, the Tesseract is the most important Infinity Stone of our entire universe. Yes, we will constantly reference it. No, definitely. It was the first one, I y'all. think it's the one in the most movies at this point. Yes, it is. It is the only one that technically has a timeline at this point. Out of control. <laughs> it, is, it is found in some ancient spot by Red Skull, who then loses it in the ocean after it fucking sends him to random planet X. I just always remember, uh, what's his name, Benicio Del Toro's <laughs> when, he right. sees the, when he sees the stone for the first time. Right. Uh, I mean, come on, it's an infinity stone. But yeah, uh, that's another moment where Talos really gets, I mean, I hate to use the word, I'm not specious, but humanized. Right. <laughs> um, Where he's like, um, he sees his wife and the kid, and I couldn't tell you, I couldn't, you know, like, I, I, I didn't know you were alive, all that stuff. Really sweet, really sweet. Like, mm-hmm. I think with these green aliens, these weirder ears and stuff that I'd be feeling this way, but I thought that all that stuff was really, really sweet. Um, we find out that Yonrog finds Danvers on Earth, and after a few questions, figures out she's a scroll, and that the real Danvers knows the truth about her abduction. So all the jib, you know, the the jib is up. The jib is up. Um, Star Force, led by Yonrog, captures Danvers and brings her before the Supreme Intelligence, who taunts her inability to escape due to a power suppressing chip. People are saying this is anachronistic because the song that plays is Come As You Are, mm-hmm. and that song would have come out while Carol was in space. But I just figured I'd add that in there in case somebody's shaking their fists at the at the podcast right now going, but but it doesn't make any sense. It's not cool because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, You know how yeah, many times movies make it. this mistake. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> okay, so I, we kind of glanced over the first, um, the first time... I felt like I rolled my eyes a little bit with the with the, with the music needle choices? drop was the I'm only happy when it rains, the motorcycle sequence. Okay, I just felt it just felt like badass motorcycle, you know, like you know what I'm saying. Like, it just felt like that. Mo- I would have song. I would have felt that same way if they would have played like, um, like Barracuda or anything else. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm just like, uh, yeah, I get it. No, I get it. I uh, I, I had like a a a, a mid mid 90s like raven grunge moment where she's she's got the flannel set around her waist and the leather jacket i was just like oh we're just going real hard on this one i'm waiting for um come out come out and play to start playing all right <laughs> but i love rock and roll uh <laughs> uh i didn't see yeah i didn't mind that one i i like that song a lot and like yeah. again it happens in transition so i don't mind just playing these 
your their nostalgia songs and their transitions? I not you know I would have more had an issue with it if it would actually started raining. Right. Then I would have like, come on. That that's just that's that's, that's real all heavy all the way on the nose. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah. So yeah, we have that. We have come as you are. Um, the supreme intelligence is just chilling because they have her suppressed with her powers, and mm-hmm. they literally have her locked into the AI. So there's nothing. There's nothing that's gonna happen to her. They're gonna. Um, Jan Rog is is looking for the uh, tesseract. They're gonna figure out all of this stuff. But during their conversation, Danvers removes the Kree implant that was suppressing her powers, gaining full access to her abilities, and a battle ensues once she frees herself, which I think is one of the coolest parts of the movie. Yes. Where she stands, she just is a uh, full Super Saiyan God. Kind of reminds me of Gohan walking through the blast. That's what I'm saying. I, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I got a, a real big Super Saiyan vibe from yeah. it. Which... The golden hair rising up doesn't help. Which, I mean... <laughs> look... I've seen Dragon Ball Evolution, so all I'm saying is <laughs> there's a way to do it. You know, I'm just glad that there's a way to do it. Right. Uh, because I was wondering for a very long time, like, oh, they just can't do it. Can we pull off, like, can't pull off they the Super Saiyan look? They can't pull off the, yeah, the Super Saiyan hair, the eyes. Maybe None, not then. They can't do it. But now we've seen it, so, you know, we're getting we're getting closer. We're inching over there. So let's get there already. Um, yeah, battle ensues. Uh, Fury retrieves the Tesseract and Goose. But Goose is revealed to be an alien, a.k.a. a flurkin, with a pocket dimension in her body and swallows the Tesseract, attacks majority of Star Force and the rest of the Kree. Uh, um, what do they call that when they call for backup reinforcements? The rest of the Kree reinforcements. Mm-hmm. And um, right when Fury goes to, get, I guess, thank him, Goose scratches out his eye. Yes. And the premonition given by uh, Mr. GT Rebirth right here on this cast has Ew. come true. Has come true. I mean, it's not like any other any other of us have made random um, predictions. I know I didn't about right. this film. I wasn't trying to say anyone was a scroll before they were announced to be a scroll or anything. So, uh, yeah. While this happens, John Rock, in a what I call a kind of a cool moment, he calls up Ronan and is like, by the way, there's just scrolls everywhere. Just can you just bomb fifty-three <laughs> or whatever? And he's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll be there in a minute." And he does. Ronan just shows up, and yeah. without even thinking about it, just starts bombing Earth. Um, and Danvers has to use all of her powers and abilities to destroy ballistic missiles. When she grabbed that first one, I said, "She's there's like eight of them. How is right. she about to?" And she's like slamming them into each other, driving through them. <laughs> I'm so like, cool. "Wow, she really they really got that moment." And there's this moment that we have here happens all the time in the comics, right? Where there's an armada, a yeah. fleet of alien army right there going out of their way to stop Carol in space. And it's just her by herself in her suit, literally doing the bring me Thanos in a, in a, <laughs> in a, on a, in a, in a galactic scale. Just uh, punching bombs. Punching freaking bombs. Um, yeah, so she gets rid of all of that. And then she kind of just stares down Ronan. Mm-hmm. Ronan, um, looking a little bit different because he doesn't have the blood of Xandar on his face. Right. All that black. He all was, that madness. Yeah, he had went a little crazy in the time between here and now. A little bit. But, um, yeah, Xandar, uh, he didn't have all that blood on his face. So. I swear, I thought she was going to have that Superman, Supergirl moment where she was just like, she like to step outside, General. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> no, no, that's exactly how that happens. Right outside the window and um, almost daring her to do something but she says or sorry he says 
Um, I think he, he mentioned says, something about coming yeah, back. Yeah, he said, for the "We'll be back. We'll be back for this." And then she, he goes, "What? The world engine?" He goes, "No, the weapon." Yeah. Do you think that speaks to something that's gonna happen? Maybe a Captain Marvel sequel. Or, Maybe. Or um, do, you, do you think whatever happens as a result of this is post Avengers? Um, that's that's tough because um, is Ronan dead as according to the events of Guardians One? Yeah. So. You'd have to put out another movie between those times, which I wouldn't, I don't think would be their best decision. You're right. Or you'd have to do something that, like, you'd have to create a remnant of something Ronan did that comes back to haunt Carol without Ronan. Which is also weird because that also means that the Kree technically had. Oh, no, they didn't. They never, they never, the Kree never actually had the Tesseract in no. their possession. No. The only reason why Marvel gets a, uh, gets a hold of it is because Howard Stark found the Tesseract. And it goes to S.H.I.E.L.D. And it goes to S.H.I.E.L.D. And so she, while working as somebody under Project Pegasus, mm-hmm. is the, that's the only way she gets access to that, uh, to that there. Yes. Ah, uh, poor Nick Fury losing an eye. <laughs> um, so, uh, buh, 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 buh. yeah, so, she calls his bluff. They play chicken, and Ronan bounces. He's like, "I'm not dealing with any of this." So there's only one person left to deal with, and that's Yon Rog. Um, Danvers confronts Yon Rog on Earth, and Yon Rog tries his best to go Danvers into a fight without powers. What do you think about that? That whole, all right, let's just come on, come on, Verse. I thought it was interesting. It was like, oh, okay, he just, he just switched the channel real quick there. Yeah, I was like, I'm uh, so proud of you, girl. Oh, uh, damn it. You're one of the best. I knew you were one of the best. He, he realizes that doesn't work and just goes, well, I guess you got to fight me hand to hand then. Oh, Let's gotta, go. We got to talk a little bit about, um, uh, can you turn into a Venus flytrap? Oh. Can you turn into a falling cabinet? <laughs> oh, would I want to turn into a falling cabinet? Can anyone do what you do? I mean, yeah, it takes we some ability. We all had some better than others. He says, he says uh, it takes some ability and dare I say, Talent, <laughs> yo, he's killing me. Yo, Talos was killing me. Anyway, um, Talos is great. I just, I kind of so want. I need an excuse to have more Talos now. So damn good. Um, yeah, she he tries to tries to get her to shoot a fair one or whatever, but she uses her photon uh, blast on him, overpowers him, and sends him back. Packing sends mm-hmm. him back to Hala with a warning to the Supreme Intelligence. So it, it was a nice little moment where like, like he tries to goad her into some sort of, you know. Uh, I guess masculine tricks is just like, well, you got all those fancy tricks, but why don't you duke it out with me, one or, on or, one? And she's just like, or this no. idea, or this Ooh. idea that like, um, I need your permission to say that this was a fair fight. Yeah, like, oh, if I beat you hand to hand, I would have beaten you because beating you the without other way, all your fancy was, tricks, you can't match up to me. Yeah, what does that matter? We're fighting, right? You just try to kill me with the ship. Yeah, he she just uh she um like a moment ago you had a gun out. Nope. She Indiana Jones is him, you know. <laughs> um and yeah. Uh we we should we should go also go about and say that when she um when she was able to fully access her powers and she actually goes and takes on Star Force, you know, Minerva and the rest. Yes. Um they play uh, Just a Girl by No Doubt. Uh, that was the one for me where and I was just she, like, yeah, I'm man. sitting in the theater just going, really? And I like No Doubt. I, like, I do. I really like No Doubt. And um, I like I those like songs. I like that song a lot. Maybe this needed a, maybe this needed a Atlantis Morissette song in there. Yeah. That would have been more 90s and more nuanced. Like that, that was really in there at the time. But yeah, the Just a Girl stuff, it felt like a music video for the movie. Yeah. Um, 
no one's calling Captain Marvel just a girl. Maybe people are. Maybe people are. I wasn't, I so know. it just felt like overdue for me. But for those who I guess felt like she was just a girl, got what they got what they needed, got what they wanted. Sure. I I I would I would have rather them put some booming score moment in there than 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 I'm just a girl. Like uh Yeah. That was too much for me. Uh but yeah, Danvers finally decides to leave Earth and help the scrolls find a new home. Giving uh, Fury a modified pager to contact her in case of emergency. Mm. Meanwhile, Fury drafts an initiative aimed at locating heroes like her and changes the name of the Protector's Initiative after finding a photo of Danvers boarding her Air Force jet, which bears the call sign Avenger. And the film ends. Yes. Um, how do you feel which, about Which, by the way, thing? also, it's like we're, we're going to play that, that, that Avenger score right in the background a little bit. That Avenger score there, I felt like. Um, reinstated how big that score has become. Yeah, it is the only one they have you know, that it, actually has weight to it now. Yeah, you know, it's gonna get up there with the you know, right? Um, and I I felt proud. I I wish. Um, I'm getting a little bit tired of them not wanting to finish it. Like he types it, but you don't see it. Uh, or Cap says Avengers, and he doesn't say assemble. I'm getting a little bit upset with that. Like you're gonna get your assemble moment. I promise me, you. Give me it all together. You're getting me all tight. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. Yeah. Um, they, they, like that. That Schrodinger's gun. It's gonna go off. But we can't. We can't do this without talking about the mid credit scene, the moment everyone's been waiting for. Uh, we see Steve Rogers, uh, Black Widow, Bruce Banner, and uh, Rhodey monitoring up the pager, which Fury activated prior to his disintegration. Um, and it just stops. They think that it's out of battery or out of power, but it stops because Captain Marvel is here on Earth, and he, she turns around and acts. And apparently has, like, level 12 stealth ability. Yeah. <laughs> just a bit. Got, got through all the doors. I'm assuming this is an Avengers building that they're in? So... Uh, I figured it was the compound upstate. Yeah, because they, the, they got the Avengers summer house, right? They got yes. The, um, that they moved to in Homecoming. Yeah. But I think it's pretty damn cool that um that she is there already. Yes. I think a lot of the question was how long it was gonna take her to get down there and we don't gotta worry about that because she's here. Right. And so and with a new outfit and new hair. Yes. Life has been different to Carol. Yes, I'm hair kind it was like straight down this time. Yeah. And like I I didn't know how to feel about the new outfit in the sense that like I'd already grown accustomed to the, seeing the outfit and all the stuff coming up. Yeah. So I was just like, you done changed it already? No, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. <laughs> Between all the, the images I've seen of this suit, um, it this one even looks more simple Yes. than the other, which you would think it would have been more complex after time spent in the suit. Um, but. Someone someone I saw made a good point, though, that like it would not have made sense for her to keep wearing this Kree uniform. Um... After the story that we told with the Kree using her. Yeah. Although, like, it, it is maybe a little weird that she does keep the Hala star. Like, it, it, you made concessions there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm keeping the star, but, like, I'm not wearing this thing anymore. It's like the weirdest protest. But maybe she's, maybe she switched to what's now, like, the, the more recognizable sort of, like, onesie suit. Flight mm-hmm. suit. Yeah, yeah. All clean cut. With a know. lot more gold. Yes. She's going to be shy. I hope she ain't alone, man. I hope she met some, met some friends in space for the last 20 I hope years. She, I hope she brings the, the alpha flight. I'm, I'm with it. 
But um, yeah, that and then you got another uh, end credit scene where you where the cat throws up the tesseract. <laughs> that <laughs> Which, was disgusting. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Um, but yeah, I got some talking points to finish off with. Uh, we've done it. We're com- done with our recap version. So let's get a little bit into this review version. Nice. How do you feel about the two biggest twists in this film? One, the scrolls being kind of sort of the good guys, or at least the person you're supposed to be sympathetic for. Hmm. And two, the female Marvel. Like I said, the scrolls did surprise me. Maybe it surprised me less than other people because I have read before where there are like there are scroll refugees who are just like uh who wanted no part of this war. And apparently, like the scrolls before this were peaceful people and were forced into this lifestyle by the Kree war machine. Yeah. So I wasn't that surprised, but at, there was a level of unexpected that that caught me off where the movie definitely painted everything about the advertising painted the scrolls as the villains. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, oh, okay, no. Which was weird because we all knew Jan Rog was in the film and we right. knew that he was going to be villainous or he's at least villainous in the comics. And then we, was... we all went into it thinking, oh, they're both wrong and Captain Marvel was like, screw all y'all. Yeah. I Well, I knew going in that somebody was going to use her. Yes. One of the sides was going to use her and that's what she was going to be like, screw both of these sides. But... Eventually, she did lean. She leaned on the scroll, pro scroll side. Yes. Um, I expect the waters to get m- even more muddied. Mm-hmm. I expect it. I expect there to be a renegade sect of Talos's place. Was like we need to stop. We we. It was a time where we needed scraps to live. Right. We're past the scraps point. You understand? Know we're but we're we're conquest mode now. We we need to like uh, arm ourselves in case this thing happens again. What if they decided they don't want to? Yeah, they don't want to deal with us again. And um, and even and even if it isn't necessarily the Kree, the accusers are still out there. Yeah, but I'm glad that uh, I'm glad. I'm actually glad that they had that nuanced wrinkle of war. Yes, that it isn't just woohoo, aha, bad guy and oh, good right. guy and it's just that clean cut. There are people who aren't even in it that suffer from it on both sides. In many ways, this film was this film represented Carol as a weapon. Yes, and we were only supposed to be invested in where that weapon was pointed. Right. Um. And not that the weapon had agency or no, anything. no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> uh, and that's how war. That's how wars work. And then with the female Marvel, like I said, Marvel is so tied to this character's mythos mm-hmm. and origin. Um, uh, it's gonna be hard to do the story without her, and they they didn't have to, or without him, her, and they didn't have to. Um, my thing is not once do they say Captain Marvel in this one. That didn't surprise me. I want to know how she gets the name then, because if Nick doesn't give it to her before she leaves, then when she shows up to the Avengers, hi, I'm Carol Danvers. Sure. Hi, Carol. It's a nice <laughs> outfit, Carol. <laughs> is there anything else you want to go ask? Call me my call sign, Avenger, and then Captain Avenger. Um, <laughs> I would enjoy. If you get Steve telling her to take the name in Endgame, okay, Captain. Yes. If 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 at some point you get the story, I was like, well, you're the captain of your space squadron. Why don't you just be Captain Marvel? Yeah. Or Captain Marvel, and she just goes hmm, Marvel. Or he tries to give it to her early on, or whatever, and, and she sort of rejects it. She rejects it. it, and then he like sacrifices himself or whatever, and she's like. There's gotta be a cap. There's always gotta be a captain on the Avengers. And then she says, "I'm taking a damn name." Yep. And then Goose shows up. He kills Thanos. Stop it. Right. This whole movie. You stop G- that right now. Is Secret Invasion off the table, GT? Um, 
No, because like you said earlier, there could always be a rogue sect of scrolls who are um It's a bad bunch. Bad apples. Yes, yes. Uh maybe apples. maybe they've been radicalized by the entire war experience and and, and you know, they're just they're just angry. Yeah. Um, there are angry scrolls out there. The scrolls that I first remember were the ones that had tried to attack the Fantastic Four and then they made them into cows. <laughs> and they left them on, on Earth as cows. Jesus Christ. So, you know, some sometimes sometimes heroes ain't as heroic as you would like them to be. Uh, That's old comics for you. Yes, it is. They were the other. They were just the alien other. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we got to see what tolerance looked like in this film with different kind of alien races. They're all out to get each other. So I, I, I don't think Secret Empire is a Secret Invasion. I keep saying Empire. is off the table. You just and want to read that book again and enjoy it. Is. That's and enjoy it. And I'm sorry for those who felt um, like intensely disappointed by the scroll reveal. Um, I if you are out for the super heel, super omega, super scroll, <laughs> you're gonna get that. I honestly believe that you're gonna get that. Hold on, um, I don't think people had time for both. The scrolls are bad. The scrolls shapeshift. The scrolls are good. The scrolls are bad. Right. Right now we've we've just laid out the base of what these people can do. I think we can start, the snowball can start going uh, faster. I'd ask the question, how many skulls were already on Earth before Carol got there? See, I think they tied that up too neatly, though, because it makes yeah. it seem like Talos doesn't know the goings-on of maybe of, of Earth. Um, if that's the case, Talos could have just been like, hey, scrolls on Earth, there's a, I need you to get this target, or whatever. Right. And instead, he goes with two people, and out of the two people, they both die. One gets shot, by um Yon Rog and then the other one um how does it? Nick Fury shoots the other one yes and so it uh they all seemingly accounted for all this goes but I but like I said I want to hope that there is some just one hanger on that likes the food here or sure. whatever and he's gonna lead the invasion when push comes to shove because he heard the five guys is closing oh Jesus over under yay or nay the music drops in this film yay. For the yeah. most part, yay. I just, I, it's just the one no doubt drop at the end I did not like. It did feel like they were doing it from like a now, now this is what I call music volume, <laughs> whatever, like <laughs> 90s edition, like What a Man, yeah. and uh, Chasing Waterfalls, right, and stuff. Like, Don't y'all remember just, the 90s? It's just so weird. Like, Chasing, the Chasing Waterfalls song comes on when Nick Fury's driving the car, and I'm just like, I don't think... <laughs> Nick Fury, the TLC guy. And it doesn't even have to be a 90s song. Nick could have been literally listening to anything. Sure. People had tape decks um, in the 90s. It's it's interesting in the sense that, like, I almost I almost liken it to, um... That's funny. I almost liken it to, uh... What they were doing with Guardians. And it's, it's, it's a light space fair, so they're playing music throughout of it that you okay. know. Yeah. Um, uh, it just seems heavier because... The nostalgia was so a part of the, um, uh, the advertising of Captain Marvel. Another thing, though, is that Peter had a a tape deck, right? So he was grounded to that music. Yes. That music was to remind us of him. Whereas this music, to our knowledge, has no effect on Carol. No, it is not what they call um, uh, how do you say digestive? The 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 music is not playing inside the story. The music is simply for us. Right, yeah. <laughs> Whereas yeah. Uh, Peter Krull is apparently listening to this as he shoots things. Um, let's get into Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I felt like 
she did as most she could with what she got. I think that the the movie suffers from her having to play somebody that doesn't know who she is. I think in the moments that she, even in the glimpses of her with the curly hair at the bar scene, mm-hmm. she shows moments of personality there where it's like, I want to meet that taking shots, playing pool, Carol Danvers. You Guns and Roses, yeah. Yeah, I want to meet Karaoke. that Carol. I want to meet that Carol Danvers. And you get a little bit of that, like you said, with, the, with her quirkiness and her spunk uh, towards Fury and Yon Rog and stuff. It's just a natural sass. Yes. But that natural sass is is bubbling from a cauldron of sass right. that you've kept covered because we can't see it yet. Sure. And so I wonder if now that we've gotten this out of the way, it's, it's a Cap situation. We need Cap, we need to do a Captain America movie, but he needs to be in the 40s. Right. Cap works best arguing against the sensibilities of current time, but we yes. have to do the 40s movie. Yes, we have to. So the 40s movie goes by and then we get the gem of Winter Soldier. So I want to believe that although this was good, that we reach greatness now that majority of the work that needs to be done it has been done. right i will also say that i'm curious to see um especially because the styles would be so different and especially because like with the movie you just mentioned mm-hmm. um what a captain marvel character is when directed by the very powerful hands of the russo brothers yes Right. Because sometimes that's a big difference for a character. Like, look at Black is... Widow, man. Yes, Black Widow in, in, a, in a Russo <laughs> oh. directed film is head and shoulders more more capable, mm-hmm. more like stronger, and as equal of a member of this team, like than than most parts. But then you put her in a Wean film sometimes, and she has like shocky sticks, and that's <laughs> that's that's what it is, and a gun. Yeah. I'll never forget her locking, loading that gun in that in that Avengers spin around shot. It's like aliens are falling out of the sky. We're all like, there's a Hulk, there's a there's an a Asgardian God man, there's a there's a souped up soldier from the forties here, and I has gun. And, and we're getting this gun ready. The only thing worse than than it is Hawkeye next to her going, I has bow <laughs> that I no one bow. uses. Yep. Oh Which is gosh. why they constantly play off each other, and I still want to know what happened at Budapest. Oh, yeah, all the bees. You like to say all the bees because they rhyme. <laughs> Let's talk a you little... You and I remember Budapest very differently. Let's talk a little bit about how... Uh... Let's talk a little bit about what I consider unavoidable uh, comparisons. This film has been brought about... The I two don't biggest know ones. Why? The two biggest ones are, are, re- are the most recent female-led uh, yes. action film, Alita Battle Angel. And probably the well, no, the um, most successful female-led superhero movie of all time, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Sure, and let's ignore the fact that you know, uh, Wonder Woman superhero movie, Alita, not a superhero movie, but a um manga, yes, anime adaptation. Yes, but like we've had Atomic Blonde since then. Yep, we had the we movie- talked about last week. Uh, freaking Kill Bill. Yeah, yes. Uh. But I mean, even since then, yes, we had Atomic Blonde. Um, we had that one, the other action movie with the name that escapes me that Taraj P. Henson was in. Proud Mary. At, was it? Proud Mary? Yes, yes, Proud Mary. Yeah. That she was the female lead. I know, because uh, Rolling Down the River. <laughs> Proud Mary. Oh, okay. Yes, that she was the female lead of. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Peppermint with your favorite Jennifer Gardner. No, 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 no. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite is our old friend Jennifer Lawrence. In the Black Widow movie uh, that they made Red before Sparrow. they made the Black Widow movie, Red Sparrow, right? Yes, I was just like, "Ha! Someone beat you to it, Marvel." And and like I said, you know, 
the X Men movies always had strong females in it. Yes. Jean's a strong female. So is Storm. We got uh, yeah. Rogue. The only the only downside is that they are tied to this team yeah. box. Rogue makes her own decisions, whether they're right or wrong. She's still strong as hell for making them. Yes. Uh. So yeah, you know they're there. I don't think the I think they're unavoidable just because people go well this and this you know? uh, right we have to weigh everything but it's, it's a lot like we said last week because it's just like oh there's another female we must match them against each other exactly I um I think Wonder Woman is a better film but I wanted to seriously sit down and try to think why and I oh think by the way the reason... though I'm sorry go to ahead, cut bro. you off but by the way like uh, Alita is a weird comparison to me because it's such a heavier CGI film yeah and like. Because of it, you can do so many more things. Not only that, is it wrong for me to jump to the conclusion that she doesn't really identify as like a full like? Is it is she dealing with gender issues? <laughs> she's a she's an android. Yeah, yeah, she's dealing with. So no one's going like little girl or no one's like no treating her wrong because she's a girl. No, They're if anything else, it's a... just more of a gay allegory because it's like it's a thing I can't control. I am a android. This is how I was created and y'all treat me like crap. Right, right, right. So you and see, even then, like, like, so... I haven't even seen the movie and I want to, yeah. but on 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 paper, right in front of me, it's like, this is such a different movie. Yeah. From a, such a different um medium. Like, I would never compare Captain Marvel's superhero comic book to Terminator. To Right. right, or you know, random manga about androids that are um sentient. What? <laughs> but yeah. like, because it's a female-led film that came out like three weeks before, it's just like, well, mm, I think Elisa was better. <laughs> I can see that. The, the one woman thing, though, I try to sit and I try to think about it, and the best thing I can come up with is Wonder Woman. Um, people have known that origin for a, kind of a minute. Like, people, like even if you don't know much about Wonder Woman, you know that she's tied to the Greek gods. There was very little known about Carol Danvers one year ago. Right. Three years ago. Right. Five years ago. Right. And so, them trying to truncate decades mm-hmm. of, of, of... Backstory and... Of convoluted, character. be honest. Convoluted yeah, yeah, backstory. Absolutely. Like, this wasn't a through line from the 60s to 2000s. She's as old as the Fantastic Four. Right. You understand? And, but... but I expect this to come in time if they ever do it, but because both brands have a gap that they are trying to fill that the other one has. Yeah. I think I I don't remember if I went over this yeah, last Yeah, yeah, I mentioned this. You said um that DC's looking now looking for their a big black star. Yes, DC is looking for their black superhero star who they hoped who they hoped to their graces was going to be Cyborg and it wasn't because what nobody you, cared. So what do you think about maybe them trying to use Idris for that? Now that we hear about Will Smith supposedly leaving um, Suicide Squad 2. I don't know if it'll ever work that way. One, because Harley Quinn's too big and is going to overshadow all of them. Oh, dear. And two, <laughs> she's still going to be in that Squad movie, right? She's t- I don't know. She's taking her whole character in a direction that I That is I also true. But if she's, still in that, if she's still in that Squad movie, anyone else is going to be overshadowed by the power that is Harley Quinn. Fun, fun, fun. Yes. Uh, other than that, DC would love to find their black superhero character that can, that can um, take advantage of that uh, demographic. And I'm sure the day they do, it's going to get compared to T'Challa. And I'm just going to be like, God. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do we have to pit them against I mean, each it was, other? It, 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 I had already said that you know Aquaman was going to get those comparisons. And they did with a little bit of what the, the royalty and all, the, all that stuff there. The, this oh, that's fair. Reluctant king and stuff. Um, but... 
I did I did find Diana a little bit a little bit more um I wouldn't say enjoyable, but like I, I got her a little bit more. Sure. So I need I need Wonder Woman is a more fun movie because yeah. it's gonna give you a bunch of action sets and then it's gonna give you a couple of jokes. And not for nothing, and then when Warner Brothers wants to, when Warner Brothers wants to do it, an action set done in Warner Brothers has always been really good. Like oh, the yeah. money they put up for it. Like yeah. For all, you know, I decry the body's lost, but that Man of Steel fight scene is is beautiful to look at. Right. Um, and, and the No Man's Land scene is, exactly. is wonderful, even though, even though my girl had to fight hard to keep, to keep that, that scene that in the crazy? movie. How it's, could you possibly do that? And it became the best scene in, in, in like the one they put on the posters. My God! But last but not least, let's go into some uh, predict prediction territory. Uh, you could pick which one you want to predict for first, but uh, what do you think Captain Marvel is going to be up to in Avengers Four, or what do you think Captain Marvel is going to be up to in Captain Marvel Two? Whew, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know about Avengers Four. I, 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 I guess I keep having these concerns that like they're building her as like the thing that's going to be their, uh, their secret weapon for Thanos, but like, I don't think she will be the one to take him down, uh-huh. necessarily because that's not her story. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, everyone thinks like she's gonna be the one to like arm wrestle him, and it's all gonna be over. Right? Like, no. At the end of the day, it's not her win to get from a narrative standpoint. I think she's there to be an Avenger, no? I think she's there to be an Avenger. I think she's there to take up the mantle along with uh uh T'Challa and the other guys that are going to be the protectors of the planet once um the other characters are up. And we start going on New Avengers E. And you th- do you think she becomes a front runner for that New Avengers team? Yes. Okay. I think just like um the Ultimates book, it'll probably be her and Black Panther. Yeah. From two different sides. So they bring in Monica. They bring in Blue Marvel, maybe. Uh, I'd hope so. That's another black hero that they could do. Yeah. Blue Marvel. It would be. It would be. Um. Yeah, and then you said you got Alpha Flight out there in the wings if you want to get a big Sasquatch <laughs> right monster out there. What's interesting in that sense is that if they end up with problems with their third Guardians film, it would be really easy to just replace it with Captain Marvel. Yes, I said um, when watching the film for the second time that you could easily in a sequel put her right next to Rocket mm-hmm. and have Rocket be the foil for everything, and yes. you know the her that make that buddy cop because. They did lean a lot on Nick Fury in this, and yes. he had to be a little bit more jovial than he usually is because she's already stoic because she's already somebody that doesn't know who she is. Right. So if she becomes well, stoic, Fury jo- would be back real soon, though. Yeah, and if she and if she has become more stoic, she seemed a little bit stoic when she asked where's Fury. So if she's become more like reserved or whatever, um, but can still but still has the cockiness in her, it would be cool to see uh, Rocket play off of that. Plus the freaking stuff, man. Yeah, all that freaking stuff. Um. I can also really see uh, Monica coming into her own as Photon. Time moves differently, as you know, in space as it would on Earth. So yes. it would be cool if she came back and there was a fully grown woman who's like, no, no one believes me. But, you know, this woman came down and she, <laughs> I did her whole space suit and all this other stuff or whatever. So I think that would be really cool. You there. can join us when you get big glowy powers like her. And um, Become Spectrum. Yeah, that, yeah, or Photon or Captain Marvel or right. one of the 18 names that that woman had. Right. Uh... Yeah, as far as Avengers four predictions, I need now. This sounds stupid, and a lot of people. <laughs> Dan, if Dan is listening to this, he's probably shaking his fist up angrily at the sky. But I need. I'm gonna need a little bit of conflict. Just a little bit of conflict. 
It's a little bit of conflict. You understand? Because between Captain Marvel and the anyone, okay. a- anyone like Cap, Cap ain't just about to be like, okay, all said and done, she's here, so she's gonna handle everything. What, what do you, what, do you, what do you say we should do? He's gonna be a little bit more like, well, I'm glad you're here, but anyway, guys, this is what we're gonna do today. It's gonna be like, uh, he called me. He must have needed me. Well, what are you gonna do? You know, I, I would like to see some pushback because you don't know these people. Sure. You know, and this is the same person. But is Cap so desperate that I he, he might, might be. not be pushy? I'm just hyped that he was still bearded in that clip. That that was a curious one to me because like they're in that compound for a while, and I guess there was some time where he shaves it and does it. I I assumed he would shave the entire film. What if the shave is all a fake out? <laughs> Imagine it could be. <laughs> they're like you know what they could play that whole scene we back in Avengers Four it. and <laughs> we, it's gone. We Superman did. We made him shave and then we CGI'd a beard on him for the rest. Oh, of Oh Christ. <laughs> oh my god but yeah I, I think she's gonna be a good addition I don't think she's going to be the star of Avengers 4 and I saw I went yesterday to look on Fandango to, to sign up for an email notification for when those tickets go on sale because we're um, almost a month out right and they're still not on sale yet but um they already had the synopsis as the Avengers have devised a plan to revive their lost members in one final battle against Thanos do you think it's a three hour movie <laughs> I want it to be a three hour movie <laughs> It's got from everything I've seen. It is juggling so much. I told you this is one of the most lo- this is one of the longest, most rewarding relationships I've ever had with anything. <laughs> you know, like there's shows that have burned me. There, your professional wrestling burns me every every so often. Even comic. I think the runs. Pirates franchise has burned most people oh, at this point. Oh my god! I have a man. I have a dead man's chest back there with special edition. <laughs> Of the first three, and then it just all fell off the rails. So literally everything has fallen apart. But this cinematic universe, bro, always got it, always got it. So I'm, I'm completely there. I'm, for I'm very that. curious to see how they handle all these things they are juggling, and they are juggling a lot with the potential of this time travel gimmick, with the potential of introducing Captain Marvel and maybe very, and maybe space, various other, other space characters. Heroes. Yeah, because like it, it would be weird. It would still be weird to me if Cap came alone. Yes, if Carol just came by herself. She may have came come alone, but I hope that she's like. I'll be back. I'm going <laughs> to speed in. Backup's coming. Yeah, I'll be back. You understand? Um, because you can literally just dump 10 people, and we don't got to know everybody. Right. But we can get to know them. And, know? like, the biggest mystery of that film is like, okay, wait, what is Thanos doing? Yeah, exactly. Because he's, he's still the villain. Yeah, and he seems to be done. Well, are we going to see Sproles join the fight? Right. Be like, half of us been decimated. I'm with it. Let's do this. You know, Talos is like, listen. It's time to go back. We, oh, we got a favorite. Oh my god! And uh, no, that, that's yeah. I I think that they we're we're looking up still. Even though we're gonna lose a lot of um long time members, a lot of long time teammates, I think that we are uh, we're getting closer to what this new kind of scary unknown is. This post Avengers Endgame unknown. Um, it hasn't been scary for a long time. It hasn't been scary for it's a long time. It's just been fun. It, yeah, but uh, here's to continuing that fun. And if you guys want to continue the fun. You can go back and listen to all the different reviews we've done on Marvel movies, DC movies, Dark Horse movies, Image movies, all kinds of the great stuff that we cover here as part of the Major Issues podcast. And you can find us wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, uh, the Apple Podcast app, which means if you have an iDevice or an Apple device, there's already a podcast app pre-installed. Just look it up and search the Major Issues podcast. The actual easiest way to find us is to go to Google and uh, just type in Major Issues Podcast. And we're the first ones that pop right up. 
and uh yeah available wherever podcasts are found even on youtube we're up there go look for us like share and subscribe if you got a chance if you want us to do us a favor you know um right before endgame would be pretty pretty cool of you guys to start leaving some ratings and reviews it's the quickest way for us to get feedback from you guys the audience on what we're doing here and how we can improve and that's how we become better as podcasters so please try to rate and review us on itunes uh because that's the way we get to course correct and uh <laughs> fig- figure out if maybe we're, we're working for the wrong side you know i don't know i don't even know i'm willing to switch uniforms you understand i, I got that color swap thing i'm with it uh don't forget, if you want to reach us, I'm talking about regular reaching on social media, baby. All you have to do is go to Facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. You can get on our Twitter at Major Issues CBC. I believe you have a Twitter as well, sir. I do. It is WeBirthGT. And if you guys would like to write in to the show, we'd like to read your feedback on air. You can do that. Uh, by emailing into comicbookclick at gmail.com. But yeah, that's the quickest way for you guys to reach us and be reaching us because we're already on the road to Endgame and this road don't seem to be stopping this anytime bumpy. soon. <laughs> Woo, this this road's ha- bumpy and I'm not sure I'm willing, I'm ready to get where we're going. This is crazy. But my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. My name is Gregory Thomas, a.k.a. GT Rebirth. And... Whether or not you got your eyes scratched out by a flirking, whether you can't not remember where you're from, whether you turn out to be fighting on the wrong side of the team, or where you can't figure out why people can't, why people keep asking you if you could turn into a file cabinet, <laughs> remember that we are the clique, and you, yes you, are worthy.